put on I'll, the fucking I'll make shorts and wear pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> put two things you need to know about Japan. I don't want to make more shit like that. <laughs> wear pants and uh, buy a plane ticket. Right. so I kind of forget like oh yeah all right we're officially live for the second time (laughs) okay that's it that's it we're we're done with that so just for for everyone who's trying to tune back in we had a a technical malfunction so Matt cut the stream just before Evan revealed that he'd taken his pants off and that's an American version for pants not UK version for pants it's a, a wholesome family podcast we do. We don't condone podcasting with no underwear on. All right. So the UK version of pants is underwear. Yeah. Interesting. Which is because also the be... ja- the Japanese version of pants, which they probably mm-hmm. adopted from the UK version of pants. I wonder why we call them pants then. It is a. Uh... It's a mystery. Probably, a mystery. It's, it's the same reason that you refer to certain things with outdated language that we gave up on uh, well, a few hundred years ago. How I good is it, water how, out for how good is everybody's water Spanish? out of the faucet? Your Spanish is probably better than all of ours, Matt, for sure. I was thinking pantalones is Pant- pants, pantalones. right? Yeah. We were well the the old English word was pantaloon. Okay. All right, so that we've we've solved it. That's where it came from. Yeah, there you go. But those could have been worn under another garment, which is why that's why you call them underpants. Ah, uh, okay. Because you had your pantaloons, then you had your underpants because they you wore them under your pants. Right. But now we just call them pants because we. That's how language evolves. <laughs> this is so much more interesting the second time around. Yeah. yeah, so we've we've so, improved. So things things we've discovered today, I can name cheese by looking at the um, the cheese that Evan was cutting. That is um, quite true. I have no fucking idea how you you figured out what the, the cheese that I was cutting. Emmental that sounds like a euphemism. In, so Emmental <laughs> has holes in, so when you were slicing it, I could see that there was a divot in the the wedge of cheese that you had. So and then I assumed it was Emmental. Which he was 100% correct then. All the points to me. Um, uh, the, Liam's not gone outside um, and has t- taken the time not to finish The Last of Us Part 2 or play Ghost of Tsushima. Um, you and can't do one Matt... without the other. I'm banned from playing Ghost of Tsushima until I finish The Last of Us. So it's a problem. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Matt has issues with zoom at the moment so now now we're here we are um the only global podcast that talks about two things that we love good beer and video games we are pixel points follow us on twitter at pixel underscore points where i'm i may have accused tim sweeney of veiling self-interest as altruism just before the podcast started (laughs) may have done that um And um, follow us on Instagram, where I've been the only person to post any video game footage, and Evan gets all the likes because he goes to exotic locations with cans of beer. Um, and the, all the, I do, the, all I do is go somewhere like ten meters from where I live and just place a beer down. So I, I told you, my only defining characteristic is that I live in Japan. That's it. Otherwise, I'd I just I'd be wrestled in there with all the Seattle coffee. Cunt. The one thing that uh, I posted was our homemade curry. We got like two likes. And I was like, "Fuck this! I'm done with Instagram." Done. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty good though. I mean, you were um, you were watching the F1 as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I I also I see. I'm paying attention. I saw that. I think. Can you like? You can actually. You can actually like your own, your own posts. That was one. That? Of, that was one of the likes that I got, Evan. <laughs> So thanks for that. <laughs> I I thought that was quite yeah. You made a curry and you're watching the F1. Yeah, that's that's worth a like at least one, right? That's what I thought. 
Yeah. yeah, I don't have my own Instagram account, so I didn't want. I I can't go in and like everyone's stuff. Um, yeah. So I just post our own. Um, yeah, this is going really well. <laughs> this is the saddest fucking. Podcast. <laughs> Right, so right, because let's, let's, Evan, let's, because Evan's been drinking all day, he's deferred the he's deferred the quiz to next week. And Matt, um, you chose your own topic, and I've I've got gold chocobo. Um, you have eight questions on your chosen topic. What was your chosen topic? Final Fantasy was my chosen topic. Good one. Right, um, Evan, do you want to announce what your chosen topic was? My chosen topic was the TurboGrafx-16. Interesting. What, well, no, so, about all right, so now do I have a strategic advantage? I can research the TurboGrafx-16 in the next week? I think that's well, fair. You can steal, steal all still, those questions. Yeah. No, that's not, how it, that's not how it works. Damn it. But, um, but, but Matt, the thing is, you and I can research as much as we want. We're <laughs> never going to know what questions he's going to ask. This and I true. bet you when I've done it. Matt, I've done it in the past. I've researched what he's had been talking about, and he'll he'll throw questions at you. It's just oh well, I'm fucked. So, I mean, do do what you can because I'm going to research a little bit. I played the TurboGrafx 16. It doesn't mean I think I said 16. It doesn't mean that I'm like the the master of the system. Right. But I bet you any money he's going to throw questions at us like I because neither of us the, are the master enough. system yeah. was Sega's. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, so, Matt. You you have eight questions on Final Fantasy okay. starting now. What year was the original Final Fantasy released? Nineteen eighty six. It's nineteen eighty seven. Oh fuck! Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Who was the Who was the lead designer from SquareSoft on the original Final Fantasy? Uh, Sakaguchi. It was Sakaguchi. So, two points. Including Japanese and Western console, mobile, and PC releases, how many times has Final Fantasy VII been released? <laughs> I should know this. Um, you fucking bought Final Fantasy VII enough. I bought, sure. I bought it most of the times that it's come Jesus out. Jesus Christ. Um, you, gotta, you gotta start, man. So are you... And what I'm talking about is the... Is the is the gears in which it was released as a re-release or update or new version? Right, so I'm sorry. Years, so not the plat, not the number of platforms. Not the number of platforms. Oh, the God. number of years it's been released as a separate resold title. Berkoff, this is actually a ploy. It's actually an intervention. You cannot play Final Fantasy VII again on the Xbox. This is our plea. <laughs> Anywhere, it's done. Um, you question. you have to move on. <laughs> Keith, the, the the remake wouldn't count though, would it? Because that's technically it's different technically game. a different game. It's remake. It's not seven. Yeah, well, it's got it's got Final Fantasy seven <laughs> in the title, so it does count. I have to I have to name the, the years. No, just the number, the number of, of years. The number of years. Yep. Um, Since its original release in 1997, so you know there's one year. How many? There's so many, many. There's so fucking many. I want to say at least ten times. That's 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 more than one answer potentially. Would you <laughs> would you like to, to give us? I'm going to go with ten. I'm just going to go with ten. Ten. It's actually seven oh, cool. different years. Oh wow, that's really weird that it's so seven you've got seven. 19, 1997, 2012, 1998, 2015, 2016, 2019, and 2020. Please be excited. Okay. I think we all remember that. Oh yeah, because it just released on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the title the of the? F what shut up? What is the title of the Final Fantasy movie <laughs> spin-off? Spirits Within. It is but, the Spirits no. Within. What? Oh, okay. It, Sorry, it, my bad. Is it your quiz? He was thinking. I was thinking of, of the seven. Re <laughs> movie you were thinking of Advent Children, but he specifically said spin-off. Uh, 
Yeah. Right. Uh, for what year was Final Fantasy VII inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame? I didn't know that it was. Um, it's a hint for next week. It was 2018. Ah, uh, all right. And a hint for next week. That question won't appear in Evans' quiz because none of the games on the TurboSat Graphic 16 made it into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> how, 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 dare, how dare you talk about my, my TGX 16 like that? How, how dare you talk about bonk like that? You know how I bonk? With no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. What, what? <laughs> yes, yes. That's all I got. Oh, that's funny on so many different levels. It's great. Um, what was the first Final Fantasy game that featured online functionality? Was it 11? Yes, it was 11. Hey, good, good job, bud. I was going to say, like, yeah, I was, these, I was these thinking questions that aren't I, joking around. Well, because 6 has two-player. You can actually play that game two-player. But you're, you're, you're also thinking the Quizmaster is going to fuck you over with some, like, question you think you have the answer and you don't. But then you stuck to your guns and you yeah. said 11 and it paid off. Yeah. Good on you. So far, three, three out of seven ain't bad. Um, no. Final Fantasy VII had a spin-off extreme sports game for mobile. What extreme sport was it? Snowboarding. It was snowboarding. Yeah. You brought it Wasn't back to 500. In the From the game? Golden Saucer. Pedestrian questions you're asking this guy. I uh, <laughs> I like I like the way this is going here. Let me tell you. Right, last question. Final Fantasy Tactics has had how many different releases? Um, four. It is four. Okay. Oh my god. Five out of eight. Fuck. Nice. Shit. That's so ten good, ten points takes you to forty four. Evan, next week hey. you will have eight questions on the Turbo Graphics sixteen. <sighs> Jesus Christ! I think I think Matt's turned his franchise around. It's fucking I'm fucking sweating here. That was great. And it ain't the heat, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So we're here today to talk about choice. Um, do you choose to believe that Epic Games is an altruistic company and not a self-serving bunch of bastards trying to get more money from the billions that they're already making, mm. or is the key choice now going to be? Which console do I buy? Do I buy the PS5? Or do I buy the PS5 with the no disk drive? <laughs> um, the, ultimate, the ultimate choice for every game. Um, but we, there are some key pieces of information that have come out recently that made us think about choice in video games. So do you choose to play Cyberpunk um, 2077 on current gen hardware or do you do what most normal people would do and wait for an upgrade um, and then play it on that or if you have a beefy enough PC play it on that um, but within what they released recently in terms of the cyberpunk um, night wire city thing words around Volume night two? city wire that's the one no, okay thanks sir. thanks um, nearly called you Evan because you two look so similar. Um, yeah. He's my brother. It's the facial hair that confuses me. Um, the the fact that, that we spoke about this before is about what what is our starting class going to be? Not the and what does that actually mean for you to be in the game? Um, it reminded me of a franchise that I, I played a few times. Um, some. Key decisions were made across the all three Mass Effect games, as you can see by the decision tree behind me. Um, so we're going to talk for a little bit today, at least, um, about tr video games that made us make meaningful choices. Because a, lo a lot of the choice that you get in games is pretty facile. Mm. Yeah, for the most part. I was, or we could say soporific. That's another word that means things. That is another word. You yeah. know, it's interesting. So you brought this topic, and I immediately thought of Mass Effect, and I had I struggled to find like other games that I could think of that have as meaningful of choices as the Mass Effect series did for me. Um, 
that's because you're a learned and wise man. <laughs> um, but so how many, you guys have all played the Far Cry games though, right? Yep, I've um, played one Far Cry game. Played one Far Cry Not game. all the way through. Three mainly. I, I, I fell off the other two. So I was listening to an interview with um, Alex Hutchinson, who was the designer for, or, or the creative designer for four, I believe. And I don't know if it's three or four, but in one of those games, uh, you're you've been captured by the bad guy in the very beginning, and then Pagan Min. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you wait long enough, so Pagan Min comes in and he tells you like we're gonna you know we're gonna take you to the helico- helicopter. You're gonna go see your mother and you know just wait for a minute, and then obviously the player then breaks out and you go on your murdering spree. You do have the option to sit there and wait, and if you wait for over 15 minutes, I believe, and just don't do anything, he comes back in, takes you uh, to the helicopter, releases you, the game is over, you never had to kill anybody in the entire game. It's the most genius. So one of the most genius things that I've ever heard. And um, he didn't, so he did an interview with Soren Johnson, who's one of the uh, lead designers for Fraxis and the Civilization games. And uh, he was like, he was, it was an opportunity and I'm going to butcher his quote, but it was basically, it was an opportunity to say you player, the fucked up one, not the game. <laughs> like You chose <laughs> to go on the murdering spree. You right. could have just sat and waited. Uh, but I just thought that was really, really yeah, interesting. That, that would have been $60 well spent. Right. <laughs> so, so that's the game, but yeah. trade this shit in now. And, and, and he says like, as he's leaving, he's like, Oh wait, he's like, just, just wait here. Just wait here. I'll be back. Is he, he's actually telling you, no, I will be back. This will all be over. Wait here. And, and, you know, being a video game, it's like, oh, no, wait. Like, I have agency now. I'm going to fucking, you know, sneak out of this place. But if you stay yeah. there, like Pagan Min said, you're going you're gonna to beat the game before what anything about happens. What if, yeah. um, say, uh, a game that Evan loves, um, where you could choose not to murder the peaceful giant creatures and everything turned out fine in the end. Wouldn't turn out fine, though. Oh, okay, it wouldn't turn out fine, but you don't have to go around murdering peaceful giant creatures. We're referring to Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus, of the Colossus yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, if only you did have that choice in the game. Unfortunately, there is no choice, because the only way to beat the game is to kill all 16 Colossi. And then unleash the spirit of Dormu, who has been um, dormant. Sorry, you know. Dorm- hey, Duke Dutch. It's all the same thing. You know, I fucking almost. I had a nightmare about getting Dutch's name wrong in Predator from the week before. <laughs> it's like seriously, like that's that's like unfriend unfriend mode level shit. That's Predator is one of the best movies ever made, and I I fucking called him Duke. Like out, you're. you're God, it was just a dream. <laughs> oh, uh, I, fucking, I, I wish, I wish, I wish, I, I, I wish, yeah. But um, Dormund, right? Okay, let's move on. Um, Matt, what about uh, another game, a game series that you like that has a lot of different elements of choice within it? What about um, the Elder Scrolls series? I don't really feel like that has choice. I feel like the choices that you make aren't necessarily meaningful to the story. The choices that you make are meaningful to the to the stories that you go down. So the choices that you make in the Elder Scrolls games are more about what stories you choose to participate in rather than um, choices that you your make influence on the story themselves. Yeah. Um, I, think I would the, say the Fallout games are a bit better for that as well. Yeah, yeah. So New Vegas, mm. I think, comes to mind of mm, those. Definitely. Um, Evan, what about um, a series that I've not played that I know you have and you enjoyed? What about The Witcher Three, in terms of player player choice and making more importantly making meaningful choices? And it's not just whether you sleep with Yeris or uh, is it Yeris, Yennefer and Who's the other one? Jennifer and Triss. Triss, that's it. Yeah. Um, 
from the guy who has. I wish I was in a game. position to. <laughs> yeah, the guy that played a hundred hours of it, DLC and all. Uh, even for the DLC, both of them, there is a good choice and a bad choice that which they have labeled. Um, is it as binary as that? I think it actually might be that in especially in Blood and Wine, where you're kind of contact this uh, Nosferatu motherfucker. He's like the main vampire guy and you can talk to him to help you out with the ending but also you don't have to do that i don't remember how it works it's actually been quite quite a a while since i've beaten it i'm i'm not any use to you on this episode by the way i i hope <laughs> i hope we're clear here um, oh, thank god you're just here for the eye candy yeah i'm sorry i just, uh there's some good stuff going on in those two DLCs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me tell you, holy shit. It, it is actually really good. I just don't remember. Because one of the, one of the things that um, I liked about the choice that you, the choices that you were given in Mass Effect is yes, they were binary. It was, you can choose to save this person or this person. You can choose to kill the Geth or not kill the Geth. Right. Mm. Um, but, you didn't know the outcome of the choice that you were going to make until potentially later on in the same game or even the next entire game. Which is quite unique for a series to plan that out, yeah. It, it's, it's one of the few. If I mean, I, has there, any, has there a, ever been any series that has... Um, you made a decision in a game and then it had carried on to the next? No. Like that? I don't, and well, that was quite arbitrary of me just saying no, but from my understanding, this was slightly um, revolutionary is probably too strong a word, but I mean, it's, unique. it's very unique. Yeah, it yeah. definitely is. Um, and it, I don't think that anyone's ever tried to replicate it because it's too fucking hard. You need to think, it's, it's like playing chess against the grandmaster. You've got to think two or three moves in advance. Um, guessing Liam's internet dropped out again, or he was just thinking, oh, maybe I should play The Last of Us Part 2. Um, <laughs> because the, the... So to, to use the example of, you had in Mass Effect 2, the opportunity to leave the Geth as being dormant, or you had the opportunity to delete all of their code and basically kill them all off. Right. So you had an entire game beforehand that was telling you that um, AI is evil and artificial intelligence will be the end of um, organic life. You're given this choice, but in the third game, spoilers, um, if you chose to save the Geth or not delete their code, they can actually become your, uh, a key ally in the third game and if you play it in a certain way, again, coming to the point about choice, you can fix the um, hundreds of years of war and conflict between the Quarians and the Geth, and you can give them both a homeworld. Or, at that point, you're given the choice of do you give the, the Geth um, death or the Quarians their homeworld back? Yeah. So it's, 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 it is... It's almost as if, yes, the choice is given to you and it is just good or bad or A or B. Um, but the, what makes the choices within it so impactful and meaningful is what's led up to it. It's not just, oh, am I going to swap my assault rifle for this shotgun because I can get a 20% damage boost and an armor bonus which seems to be the way that certain choices delivered nowadays. Yeah, I mean... Matt, I'm, looking, Matt, I'm really looking for you to help me out here because I'm not going <laughs> to get any assistance from it. So the, um, one of the hardest choices that I had with Mass Effect 3 was the, um, the antidote, whether you... Yes. Whether you curing the genophage, yeah, for the genophage, um, whether you don't actually release it into the environment or well, do you, you sorry to interrupt, you've actually got 
two two choices leading up to that point as well true yeah the, it gives you the option to like there's a couple of the, the, the game almost like nudges you like you can let them know now and then you're like no no i don't want to let them know and then you're in the um like whatever the transport the is. landing craft thing yeah, yeah. like oh well, you can tell them now no no i don't want to tell them now and then you know you have the option to um stop it on the planet itself um, I was asking to get let back in Oh, yeah. All right. Let me see if I, can, if I can do that for him. Admit him and he should show up. But, um, yeah, no. So I did that uh, a couple different ways and I always felt bad no matter what I did. I always felt like every decision you make is kind of a shitty decision. Um, you know. Yeah. And this, Liam, we're talking about Mass Effect 3. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I was just watching the stream. And what I liked about that is, yeah, you say the, the game's nudging you to do something, but within that, there's no, there's no right and wrong choice. There's only degrees of rightness and wrongness. Right. Um, so you've got you've got the opportunity to come clean and say yes, the Salarians are trying to withhold military um, um, support and intelligence. Um, if I lie to you and say that we're going to cure this, but we're actually not going to because I want them to be on my side. But if I do cure it, I could create galaxy-wide imbalance within the races that exist within the Milky Way. So which is the right thing to do? Is it morally right to create potential for galactic war for resources or is it morally or is it more and therefore is it morally wrong to lie to the people um, about their ability to cure a genetically made reproductive sickness? Right. Yeah, which is... Is made worse because you spend at least an hour um, on the base um, bringing the the Krogan matron matriarch. Yeah, the matriarch. Um, like that's a good hour, hour and a half uh, segment of gameplay where you have to like guide her through uh, to get her back to the Normandy. It's like a you know you have a huge investment in in making sure that. Um, the genophage is, is cured and then to do you turn around then and say like, well, no, we're not actually going to cure it. We're just going to make them think that they're cured. It's kind of, and then the last thing is with Morden. I don't, I need to play this game again. Um, yeah. <laughs> to just talking about it just makes me, just make I'm, I'm either that or fuck it. I'm going to buy a series X and just play the room, <laughs> play the up versions. Um, off the the discs of the collector's editions that I've got. Uh, collector's editions. But some of the collector's editions do, do say it's better with Connect. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like number three, yeah. So if, if if I were to play them again, at least I wouldn't have to, have to play them with better with Connect written on it. Um, so, yeah, so who... You can either play it as kind of a duplicitous bastard who's just out to um, amass the the biggest army possible. Yeah, well, you could play it as a someone who's got some sense of moral integrity. Right. I, I basically go one side and the other whenever I play. Whenever I played it, so I just go full paragon on one, full renegade on the other. There's no in between. <laughs> um, well, well that, isn't that sometimes the good thing as well, is that sometimes you play through it and you don't realise you've made the wrong choice until after it's happened. Like, yeah, like, um, when you dropped lot... off, that was one of the things that we mentioned. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that, because the first time I played it, I, I got almost everything right, uh, luckily for me, the third game. Um, but then I talked to people afterwards and I was like, oh, I didn't know that could happen. I didn't know this could happen. You know, like um, the situations with... Um, Tally and Legion on um, yeah. on, on Rannoch. Was it Rannoch? Yeah. 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 Um, and the situation with the Genophage and 
I mean, Miranda died in my playthrough, but you know, there's like so many other things that can happen as well. Yeah, saving yeah, her Mass is... Effect so much so much more choice than Hootabang. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't know this. Um, but I, I don't know whether you guys covered it, but but I always the thing. I mean, it sort of goes with what you were saying, Keith. But I always love uh, not just the choices in Mass Effect, but but the way even if those choices don't really amount to much, it sort of mm. makes you look inward at yourself as a person. Like what what do my choices say about me as a person? Well, I think it says, then, it says quite. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, sorry, but and also then when you replay the game and make the other choices, it makes you reconsider. Like, hmm, like is that such a bad choice? You know, like I wouldn't make that choice, but would it be so wrong if I did? I, I think even the renegade options make you think sometimes about like um, what is the right. Yeah, would choice. I would I kick a mercenary out of a window? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it entirely depends on what mood I'm in. Can we can we all agree that uh, punching the reporter should not be a renegade only option? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, 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 I love the I love the fact that in two, when she comes back and you treat you swing for her and she ducks and then you just punch her in again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it when it for one more. Yeah. Uh, um, but what? So we could just keep going on talking about Mass Effect for the, the next half hour or so. But are there any other games that people can think of that offer you really meaningful fundamental choices? Mm, I, Liam's I nodding, of, so I'm hoping he's got one. Yeah, I can think of a handful actually. Um, like, I think one game, ironically, that gets sort of overshadowed by its because um, it's the sequel to the the Walking Dead Telltale game. And the second game, the second season, moreover, gets overshadowed by the first game. Second season is really good. Uh -oh. Okay, that and, was really and good. Internet, and Liam's gone again. <laughs> oh, what a what a cliffhanger! I would say that <laughs> I would say that most, well, all of the Telltale games really are sort of built around um, you making decisions that take you down a, a specific path. Or at least, are they, yeah. they lead you to believe that you know that's the case. Oh, some of it I, as I, well is. I, sorry, Evan, you were going to say something. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I was going to start on something that I. Oh, oh, he's back. There he is. <laughs> and frozen again. Um, so one, one thing. No, you're moving. You're moving. It's okay. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Do you want to finish your know. thought about the Telltale games, Liam? Um, I could. I don't know where my I, I stopped <laughs> for you guys. Um, but but I guess I was talking about the fact that the first the second game, game gets overshadowed. Yeah, exactly. Um, the second game like has a bunch of meaningful choices that like severely affect the characters in it. And and they really morally make you think about whether you're making the right choices in terms of the fates of all of these characters. Even though it's not quite as good as the first one, I, I liked a lot of the implications like um, that your choices had over the overall story. And it's actually kind of a shame because if that season had just been left alone and that was like the final season and they didn't do yeah. a third or a fourth one, like to, to leave that game as it was with the way it ended would have actually been a perfect way like to just like send off those characters because um it's it, it has some pretty dark endings you know and and it's hard to pin down which one exactly is the best ending for each specific character as well yeah. is it best or is it kind of least worst least worst really and opinions may yeah. vary <laughs> that doesn't work so well mm. <laughs> no i yeah i thought the second season was actually quite good like obviously the first one is it's quite hard to beat but i think they um they extended the story as much as they needed to and they offered turns in that and interesting characters that the, pe the people that we know from the first season butted head with, heads with and, and that yeah I, I was really i was really into the second season more than i thought i would would have been so i'll give them that how, so how it's a question for everyone how much is those kind of choices 
So the ones we've, we've spoken about, which is kind of morally gray areas, or we don't know what the outcome is going to be for a specific character until you've made the choice. How much of that is based on our own emotional investment in those characters up to that point? And how much is it around the way in which the game presents the scenario? Mm. So if you've got a really unlikable character, like, I don't know, Caden Malenko, because he's fucking boring. <laughs> I wanted to get um, on that, yeah. Um, is, I've got nothing against him personally, other than the fact that he's a boring, generic character. That was one of the easiest decisions I've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if he had more of a personality, maybe you'd have a better chance against old Pitts McGee over there. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's, here's our res resonant space racist um, <laughs> against... Um, Mr. Generic, I'm 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 a biotic, because at that point you didn't even know that he was gay, and the, so was, if you if you wanted to have a relationship with him on that basis, you wouldn't have even known that. Right. Um. So it's it's one of those things. Of, I could have a really powerful giant alien lizard biotic on my team who's actually got an interesting backstory, or I could have generic space marine number four. Yeah. Right, and Liam's frozen again, and the look on his face is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean, uh, shit. What were we going to talk about? Where, where, where was this going? Is it about our, our emotional investment in the characters that influence yes. whether or not we see the choices being meaningful or impactful, or is it the story that's making it meaningful yeah. and impactful? I think it's a little of both. Uh, I think um, you know part of it is our own investment and in how much we like the characters, but um, there's another aspect of you know crafting the story to to make the player feel a certain way about certain characters, right? Actually, I'll, I'll bring up one. I, I I can actually contribute to the story a bit, and I actually think Liam. Oh, thank fuck has, for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, how long have we been man, waiting? I, I, I was fucking sweating. You guys were talking about Mass Effect. I was like, I don't remember any of these people. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I played. I, I played this game. What's going on here? Um, Liam, I don't know if you're in the same boat as me, but um, the fuck is that game? It's not called Death Stranding. That's what I'm playing now, which is a very good game, by the way. I quite like it. Are you talking What's about the the, uh, by... the PlayStation? Exclusive? The game where there's robots and oh, they... um, God's sake, um, Detroit binary domain. <laughs> Actually, binary, binary Domain is an amazing fucking game <laughs> that you think would have been made by the people that made Vanquish. However, it's not true. Very, very similar oh, it game. Needs However, a sequel. made by Yakuza Studio. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, oh man. Sorry, just everybody. gold. Pure, pure fucking gold. They just they shake <laughs> and they shimmy and just pure gold pours out. Um, Detroit Become Human. That game. I got the platinum trophy, by the way. All right, hey, don't uh, don't single out Mr. Evan Pietrowski here. You know what he does. Um, great game. Actually, no, I don't like the game very much. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's sorry. what I, I was thinking. I thought you hated <laughs> yeah, it. No, actually, say, listen to what I said, and I think the opposite of it. I will say, Liam, that entire story should have been the relationship between Connor and Hank. That should have been the story because that was the most yeah. important part of it. And were the most likable uh, characters. Oh God, yeah, the relationship between the android Connor, who's investigating—he's an android who works for the police force. Hank is a human who works for the police force, and he comes onto the police force. Hank doesn't accept him because he's an android, and he's just—he's trying to figure out what happened, right? So he's basically like—he's like a turncoat. But like, what are you going to say about that, right? He—he. He, is investigating he's, he's trying to catch androids he's an android trying to catch androids type of thing and the further he's that game goes along he's a he, yeah exactly yeah he's a reverse <laughs> blade because yeah because you know from the onset that he is an android and the further the game goes along well dep depending on how you play your cards you know you either get closer to hank or further from hank and you get closer to catching the people that killed whomever uh not giving anything away but the choices that <clears throat> that game made were 
the further you got into the relationship and how the dynamic, the, the dynamic between the two people, it just got really, really interesting. And it got, obviously the, the deeper the relationship got, it got harder and harder to choose as Connor, like, are you going to be friends with Hank or are you going to break protocol and lie so that the androids can get away in certain situations and as much as i like that game as a whole the, the tale itself is an allegory for civil rights and i think they fucking s stumbled and face planted their way through that <laughs> but getting closer to like how you figure out like okay connor and hank and their relationship and how it starts getting closer to uh finding out about the uh the androids and that like it's like they do a pretty good job of like showing you like okay this character's like this hank's an alcoholic he lost his son he's he's suicidal and kind of just trying to get the job done but what does it mean to be an android and are we sentient and do we have do they have feelings and that and they 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 kind of get there a little bit but then they focus way too much on the two other characters and i wish they would have focused more on the relationship between those two um I, I agree with you because the civil rights stuff in that game is like the weakest part of it. Like that, it that. really is, yeah. It's it's like the other two characters, whatever's going on with them and the android woman caring for the child is far more interesting than the civil rights crap that's going on, which is that is the kind least of lightweight interesting compared one. to anything yeah. else. Yeah. What, what do you Even mean? Like I don't there think was no the end of the games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, I was going to bring up that game as well, Evan, because I think it's a really apt way of comparing how choices matter in video games when you compare it with the predecessor, uh, Heavy Rain, which mm. I think is a fucking awful video game. I, I, I don't <laughs> like it. I think it's terrible. I think the characters are terrible. I, I care about the characters just as much as I care about my own asshole. Just saying. Um, is is Heavy Rain the one with uh, Ellen Page? Sex to Jason. <laughs> no, no, no. That, uh, that's the the previous one, uh, Berghoff. The one before that. It's um, the one Keith said. Yeah, yeah. it's the press sex to Jason one. Yeah. Yeah. There Jason. you go. <laughs> but the, the the problem with Heavy Rain is it, it doesn't establish any of the characters correctly. It, it sort of like shows you, oh look, there's this character you've got to care about them. But it's not going to tell me why I have to care about them. Because it's like, as far as I can see, this fucking dude, Jason, I'm sorry, not Jason, <laughs> Ethan is a terrible father. <laughs> and he's useless at doing anything because the game yeah. is constantly making him fuck up. And it's like, this guy will not stop fucking up. And he's just getting on my nerves. I want him to die. <laughs> Whereas the other game has actually give you a reason to care for the characters. And that, that makes the choices more meaningful. It, it makes... You know, you, that is, you a, that is, that is a great that is a great point because yeah, Ethan is such a shit parent. It's like, well, fuck this guy. But like Connor, it's like, no, I kind of want him to succeed, like figure out what's going on here. Mm. So yeah, they at least in that game they did a better job of like motivating you through yourself through the character of like trying to find out what's going on type of thing. Mm. So yeah. Also, I'm convinced his son ran into the road to get away from him because, you know, he just thought like some, <laughs> some robot impersonating his father was after him. Hey, son! Hey, son! Yeah, I'm never going to play any game that's just basically polishing David Cage's ego, which is... All of them? Oh, see. I, I just I just wish they compar they cut out all the bullshit and just focus on Connor and Hank as two detectives, one android, one human. That would have been a great game, but they they bit off more than I they mean, could chew, yeah. Well, I the, think David Cage just just can't control himself. All the quick time oh, bullshit oh, totally. is what I get hung up on. Which is why I don't like those yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, if, I it mean, was, yeah. if it was I, just if it was just dialogue, if it was basically a pretty text adventure where, you know, it was it was basically a text adventure game, but you've got beautiful graphics. Like I, I would play that. I don't need the the quick time bullshit, you know. And by I, the way, you've just... I, I, I will say um, that, that I like Detroit Become Human a lot more than Evan does, and I would recommend you yeah, play yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Because yeah. it's not very long, so it's, it doesn't take up too much of your time. Um, but but I think another game that's a good comparison to it is Until Dawn, which um... I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Mm. 
great game. Uh, amazing game. Which is like game. a David Cage game without David Cage having his fingers on it. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. I don't um, yeah. I don't feel like those choices were as meaningful or impactful as people trying to get them across. They some of them came off as more comedic. And it it was it was it was slightly cartoonish. In that I think that's the point, though. It's like a, it's I mean, like a B horror yeah, movie. I, I, I would you you're not supposed to care about, about the characters. So, so not saying that I fucking love that game. It is brilliant, but yeah. the the one part of it that I think lets it down is the is the impact of the choices because sometimes the choices that you make are just the result of correctly um, correct or incorrect button inputs during quick time events. Mm. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that in the last half of the game. Definitely. Yeah, I when I played through it, I didn't, I didn't think because I was I was expecting it to be just a it's a fun B tier horror movie, right? Uh, right? Slasher flick, right? So I was like, of course everybody's gonna die, right? And it's fun to watch them all die. When I found out that you could save everybody, I was like, what? I didn't know that was even possible. <laughs> And it wasn't something um, that I actively tried to do because I just assumed, you know. Right. Matt, Actually, what about yeah. a game that you like that I'm going to bring up on a different show? Um, the Outer Worlds. Um, so the choices that you make in that game are meaningful, but they're only meaningful to you. Mm. Um, Is that good or bad in your book? I think it's good because it's um, as much as it doesn't really affect the the world. Um, it doesn't really matter because you're you're role playing a certain character. Um, I don't I don't really know how to describe it. it but the, the... I think I think I know what you're getting at. I think it makes the game more personable to you which in turn makes you remember it for the personal sort of experience you got from it, even if the overall narrative happens the same way for most of the players. Yeah, so it's not... Um, like, And the choices that you make aren't really meaningful, but they're... Um, and they're, they're kind of... I mean, they're kind of Mass Effect either, you know, red or blue, and that's, you know, that's kind of the... That's all you get um, type of thing. But it's still fun because the... Um, the, the interactions that you have with the characters are different. So as long as you, as long as you're not tied to, um, Oh, there has to be a huge payoff or, you know, there's gotta be huge, meaningful change to the whole game world. And you're, you're only concerned about the, the dialogue that's happening and, um, where your character actually sits. Um, right. Then yeah, the, the choices are great in that game. The Witcher it's, Three has a has a bit of that as well, where it's like you 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 run across this couple and no one else is in the village, and then they're they're being kind of coy, and you dig a bit deeper, and they've been like chopping up these kids. And you're like, well, what the fuck? This is fucked up. And you say, like, no, I've only done it because of this. And then you have the decision to like kill kill them or let them go, and it's it's very compartmentalized, right? Right. You're like. It's it's as like as The Witcher, no no one's it's not going to affect any other part of this game. What do you think at that moment? It's like, oh, right, I'll let them go. Or I'll say, fuck you, you guys suck, and then you move on. And you do something else. So I, I do like some of that stuff as well. It doesn't affect, it doesn't reverberate through the entire game type of thing. So yeah. I do appreciate that. The, so those, again, those again, the, you've just made me think of the um, bringing up The Witcher. There's two two, actually, there's three games that I'd like to talk about before we finish. But you're bringing up The Witcher, and I've mentioned it before, and if you can play through the story element of this game without getting pissed off with it, because I know no one on here appreciates deck builders, um, <laughs> and neither do I, which is why I'm really surprised that I like this one so much. Throne the Witcher Breaker. Thronebreaker. Yeah, you love um, that game, don't you? Well, I don't, I don't love it. I enjoyed it. I, um, I completed it. I could go back and play it again and pick up some more trophies. Do I want to? No. Um, so I got my enjoyment out of it, but there are some key choices that you can make in that, and it is like the choices in The Witcher. So, which it's not a good and bad; it's it's a 
what is the least worst option or what is if i wanted to be um scrupulous i wanted to keep my scruples or i wanted to spread my scruples all over the floor tread on them and then rub them into someone else's face um i could do that as well um so it there are some there are some interesting choices that actually does impact the rest of the game so for instance you can uh, early quite early on you create you can recruit into your group um a knight who hunts monsters and he's got some really good abilities but you might make a choice further down the road to spare a monster's life and your next interaction after you spare the monster is him quitting so fuck oh, you yeah. um i'm not working for someone who spares monsters i'm out i like that I li- yeah i um, like i like that dilemma um if so if any if you can play it through for the story, I would really encourage people to play it through for the story. Do not try and do the puzzles. Oh my God. <laughs> How bastard hard some of them. Um, I like so, puzzle games, so. Yeah, the, well, if you, if, you want, if you want to, you can do try and get the, the gold trophy for doing all the puzzles because I couldn't, it's just like, no, I've got no time to sit and figure out Okay. How to work through this shit? Because um, I was just interested in going through the story. And people can, yeah. um, like in other games, if you make one choice, people can die. If you make, um, if you think you're making the right choice, someone else might die. Um, who is integral to your party? It's there's much more depth to it than just it's fucking Gwent. You know, it's funny. Um, okay, so it's on Game Pass. So I might actually play it and and. <laughs> give it a go I'd, I'd really i'd really if you if you're interested in story and you can get through the fact that it's a deck builder and you're not that keen on it i think you'll really enjoy the story okay um it's interesting though the you're talking about like the guy leaves the party if you make a certain yeah. decision i remember one of the playthroughs that i did of um, fallout new vegas yeah. one of the guys that you get uh, as a follower is boone um who's in the town with the dinosaur I don't know if you guys remember or know who that is. Um, but I I don't know what the hell it was that I did, but I know that I, I did something when I actually got to New Vegas where he was like, that's it, I'm no longer following you or I'm, I'm no longer going to be your companion or whatever. And I was like, what the hell? Um, have you guys ever had something like that happen in a game where you made a decision? Greedful. <laughs> when I finished Greedful. Um I don't know what I did to piss off the the Noughts, who are the seafaring guild in that game, but I'd kept everyone else happy through the entire game, including doing some pretty nefarious shit. Um, but I would, I think the, my problem was it's very early on in the game when I was getting used to it. I accidentally <laughs> killed a couple of them when I was meant to sneak into a warehouse. So, but Oops. that didn't that didn't in, impact anything else in the story until right at the end when I wanted to recruit them <laughs> to the major battle that happens right at the end of that game. So the the admiral, who's the key person from that faction across um, the entirety of probably the next twenty hours that I played, never a mention of that I've done anything wrong or anything to offend them at all. And then at that one point, it says try to recruit the noughts to your cause, go over and say, we can't possibly follow you because of what you've done to us. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's, that is a spider's game for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but I played that game for kind of 20, nearly 30 hours. And, and I enjoyed it. Was it. Would I ever play it again to, get all the trophies no fucking chance <laughs> <laughs> spiders are a studio deserve to build a game on a much greater they're, budget because they're getting there slowly yeah. but surely they're fucking getting there right yeah anyone else have an example um i have an interesting question okay um who invented I, I was, scissors uh, <laughs> that is an interesting I, I question was, i was i was thinking of well, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Life is Strange, um, yes. because th- those games have very varying effects on me. Some extremely bad, some extremely good. 
But but the thing with that game in particular is, and like I can think of some other examples of games that where it's like choice really just does not matter here. It's like it gives you choice just for the well, just make you feel like you're in an interactive experience. It's the illusion of choice. Exactly, it's the illusion of choice. Yeah, and I I feel like a lot of people criticise it, but is there any real point to having the illusion of choice? Other than making it interactive, because if, if they made Life is Strange into a television show, or just like say a multi-part video game graphic novel of some sort, would it be as popular as it is as a video game? <laughs> because mm. it would probably be a pretty mediocre TV show. Yeah, I feel like um, Firewatch. Everything you do hinges on your choice, right? Mm. I suppose Firewatch mm. is similar to that as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like if you. Matt, you go and then I'll come. Okay, so the the choices that you make in Firewatch don't really mean much. Um, mm, and that's another good example. You do have like the illusion that your choices matter, um, but it is a fun game and it's a great story because um, I think that it asks a lot of interesting questions of the player. So, um, and I don't I don't think you could do that in any other medium. Um, mm. So yeah, to that effect, I I think that. You, you have to have like a video game framework for some of these uh, experiences. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, they just don't come across properly. Matt, so one hint I would give you if you do play Thronebreaker, one of the first things to upgrade is your movement speed because okay. it's, it's pretty turgid otherwise. Let me, I can let give me write that like down real quick. An earworm. <laughs> I'll um, one, one, one example, Liam, that does that, which uh, I, my wife and I watched the the reveal trailer for Erica. Was it twenty seventeen? Um, yeah, that was. I stopped, I stopped so we bought it for some reason. Um, don't because it's fucking dull. Uh, um, the pe- oh, the people who it? wrote that game do not understand pacing. Yeah, um, I thought so. I played the first hour and was bored silly, so I just decided I'll, I'll get around to this some other time. Um, it is turgid is the is a, the word that I would use to describe it and that's what made me think of using it to describe the movement speed in the other one um, but that is all about the illusion of choice so do you go down this corridor that's got a scary noise or do you answer the phone well actually in the grand scheme of things it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> um, so so that's that's so bad pacing and the fact that you can see through the choices that you're making is being absolutely facile um going back to my intro that's why i've deleted that game off my hard drive mm. so would, would you say there that there's a uh, it's like important to make the person as they're playing the game think that the choices they're making are important even if they actually aren't in the grand scheme of things oh yeah they're trying to do that so they're trying to make they're trying to give a sense of urgency as well to say, oh, there's a scary noise down there. Do you want to go and investigate? But someone's told you to stay here and answer the phone if the phone rings, because that's equally important. So you've got a really important choice to make, which about two minutes later makes no fucking difference to the story whatsoever. I, I would just love if somebody made a game where somebody thought, yeah, yeah, just stay here and make sure you answer the phone. Then the game tries to distract you. In any way possible, and if you don't stay and answer the phone, the dude literally comes back and goes, "Why did you answer the phone?" Yeah, or just game over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's going. That's going to be the next because um, they've had Surgeon Simulator and what was the, the Office Simulator. So in Office Simulator, all you've got to do is answer the phone, but then there's all the other stuff that you've got to try and fix, but you can't because the controls are so shit. Um, so the other game that I wanted to to bring up. Um, was released last year and it's getting a console release at some point hopefully disco yes. elysium yes i desperately want to play this Me yeah too. it's like just a top on my list of games that um have not come to console yet that i really want to play is that game for sure yeah. and that's all that's all about choice and how it impacts yeah. your character but like matt was saying earlier it's not it's it's it is changing the world because it's changing how your character views the world and how your character views themselves. So it changes all of the other interactions. So all the choices that you make affect everything, <laughs> but by they affect everything by only affecting you. Right. And I think that's that's a very clever 
um, design choice that the, the, the studio who I can't remember who made the game. Terribly sorry. Yeah. Um, all, all I can think is Commie. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't remember what they're called. Um, I think this is the Polish only game studio. that they've made too, right? I don't think they've done anything else. Well, it's an interesting no. game as well because it's made by like open communists. So it's like, hmm. Interesting... Yeah, yeah. Who did they have? Uh, fucking hanging um, in their studio. God's sake, it was like Joseph Scruples or something. It's like some of that stuff is like, like, why are you like, ex why, why are you showing this? Like, it's fucking failed. <laughs> Zoo, uh, Ideas of, of like how to how to run a, a country. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. They sh they shouted out Marxism and, and stuff when they won that, um, whatever it was, game mm, award. the game award. Game award. Yeah. Yeah. It's like why? Why? Like it's like failed systems. Like what are you talking about? Cap well, capitalism yeah, like, is a failing system. Down with well. capitalism. It's, like, oh. it's, 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 it's why I'm I'm actually more interested to check out the game just because of that. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I still want to play the game. I don't give a shit. Like, the game looks around. super fucking not, interesting. Not that we do politics on here and keep your politics out of my video games, but the pure yeah. application of any political ideology or religious ideology doesn't work. I would argue that it's impossible to apply a pure ideal. So, Well, yeah, yeah it doesn't so work. Look at, look at what happened in um, Cambodia under the Khmer Rouge. And tried to apply communism in its purest form, and they ended up killing people just because they wore glasses. Yeah, um, actually, sending doctors really, to paddy fields. I watched a really interesting documentary about Angkor Wat uh, recently. So, if anybody's interested, just hit me up on Twitter, and I'll, I'll send you the uh, the link. But uh, it was a much larger complex than you would think it was. Um, but they're the, getting back to games. Um, Disco Elysium, I think, is is going to be the a really interesting game to play in terms of what choices you're faced with at what point but also the choices that you've made up to that to build your character into the character that they are so weird things like you can choose to inflate your character's ego to think that they're some kind of 80s style Arnold Schwarzenegger um, action movie style when actually they're a fat drunk right right yeah, yeah, you can like kind of yeah sl slowly tweak all the stuff that's in their head, and it's absolute bullshit. But it's like, who do you believe that you are? Is the most <laughs> yeah. important part of it. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think that's that is a great way to tweak like stat and conversation stuff in 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 a game like this. It's really smart. And then the other thing that I think is going to have impactful choices in is coming not not so far away, but I'll wait until I get a, a new piece of console hardware to play it on which is cyberpunk see how i've gone full circle with this it's almost <laughs> as if i thought about it it's literally because they call it it's like a board game in video game form i love it i can't yeah. wait there you go proper rpg but it was one of the one of the things that um but they're talking about so who do you want to start off as but then the when was it holly bennett was doing the interview with one of the level designers. He was saying that you could have a choice that you've got an ally character, but they've got a piece of technology or gun that you want. So do you just kill them and take it? <laughs> I, would I, mean, I like that the, would that, that the option's there, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I really wonder how dense this game's going to be. You know, whether you're going to see things that you wish you could do, and then you get, oh, I'm going to have to wait for my next playthrough to do that because that's really going to piss off that character. Or... I, I I wonder how varied it will get. I like that. Yeah, I, I like when a game, when you choose your character or class or whatever, and it's like you're sort of set on that path and you see other things in the game where you're like, damn it, if I had just, done this or started as this type of character then that would make sense for me to do or to interact with um yeah that's a, that's a sign of a good game i think did you did everyone watch the night night city wire episode yeah. briefly, briefly i did so one of the things along those lines that i think is really really cool that they're doing as a concept is whatever starting character you play as 
there's a character from the demo that the press got to see and then we got to see months later, which made no sense. Um, the interaction with that character is different based on your initial starting class. Right. So if you start as corporate, you know this person. Right. So, if, and if you start as um, a nomad, you know the person who she's trying to um, get a stolen piece of technology back from. And if you start as a street kid, you don't know either of those people. But when you go to see the person that who's stolen this piece of technology, um, you can start talking to them about something because you know that from being on the streets. So there's always something that links back to your initial class choice. It's right. just how you get to that point is going to be different for each yeah. person. All right. Yeah, I like that too. Well, um, I, I thought it was, it was something I read a long, uh, quite a while ago. Like um, I think it was back maybe a couple of E3s. Uh, well, actually just one since we didn't have an E3 this year. Um, but <laughs> I remember them it talking about... It seems like we've had about 40 E3s this year. Oh, I tell you. God, nothing yeah. stops. Um, but I remember somebody was talking about um, depending on where, what, where you come from, like certain characters will have less patience for you. You know, if, if you're just some dumb street kid, then right. some characters are going, oh, I have no time for this fucking punk. You know, it's like you, you're going to have to be on your best behavior dealing with certain characters that will have less patience with you. Maybe it could work the opposite way around where um, somebody who sees you as like a corporationist, you know, just like oh, this arsehole in a suit. I have no time for him. You know, I, I, I hope that makes it into the game. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going corporate on the first playthrough because I'm hoping that it means you get access to the the sweet um, tech weapons early on because you should do. Yeah, and it's, it's and this is the interesting thing. So they were talk, they, it, they talked about the three different classes, and then they spoke about weapons. So it would be interesting to see if, say, if you're a nomad and you want to get a high, um, you can get access to tech weapons but you've got to do it by um i don't know taking out a convoy of weapons before they get to night night city um if you're a street kid you can do it by bribing people and breaking into the warehouse that they're stored and just stealing some but if you're a corporate you just get given them <laughs> but then it might be hard. a deus ex yeah not not at the same That's level it. but yeah, so it's a, it's a kind of a, a Deus Ex, a game, a game that gives you um, the illusion of choice when you don't really have it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, <laughs> Deus Ex bad. No, Deus Ex is a brilliant game. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Even both of those, those games. Invisible good. Wall is great as well. It, it yeah, a friend of mine said that the second one, well, the new second one, uh, Mankind Divided, was like a lot better than Human Revolution. Yeah, like I would say so. It sold like nothing. <laughs> That's another game that I'll bring up on my list um, for a, another topic if we do games we've fallen off of. Mm. It's mm. definitely a lot. I, uh, yeah. It was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, for sure. Uh, I can really emphasize with that right now. You know, I've <laughs> off of I got the trophy for not killing a single soul in part two. Wow. Took me, took me a he lot. said rubbing his nipples for anyone listening to the audio <laughs> podcast. I don't know with, why he with, chose with to With no that. pants on. With, yeah, with no pants on. And on that note, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done really well this week. I think so. I'm very sorry about God, he looks like he shaves. Cheers. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs>